With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, y'all? You tuned in, huh? The queen side, yeah. With your host, who? Giselle, uh-huh. The queen, better know it. Hey, you're now rocking with Giselle, the queen. You got the wisdom of the elder still connects with the team. Uh-huh. Watch it keep the attention of everyone else in between. Needless to say, hey, she's doing a thing. Better believe it, baby. She gonna make you feel love if you are all alone. Uh-huh. If you want to ask a question, dial her up on the phone. Okay. All the men, they respect her, all the females dream to be a woman just like her. She's Giselle, the queen. Talk about it. She's all about the community. And all she wants to do is see a little unity. She's trying to make a better world out there for you and me. Okay. And this is how I reply when they ask me who is she. Queen side. Giselle. Queen The queen. Queen side. You're now rocking with the best. Ha. Queen Giselle. The queen. Now rocking with the best. Hey. Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Queen. Welcome to Queen Size with Giselle. And when I say today is an awesome day, today is definitely an awesome day. Today is June 23rd, 2016, and the castle is definitely open for business today. Oh, it's been pretty. You know, I love every week. a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week. Um, I have been traveling all over the southeast. Uh, making some really big moves that are going to happen um, very soon. Y'all, it's, it's, just, it's, it's really grind time right now. So funny story, I'm going to tell you guys before. Like tonight, before we get into that, tonight we have our special guest. Our guest uh, um, is Nicole Lake Watson. Um, she's the author of God Save Me, um, very, very phenomenal, phenomenal um, author and book, and she also has another book that's coming out. We're going to get the extra. Who gets it first? Queen, of course, always gets the extra juice first. So we're going to talk about that, and um, I just want to like um, tell you guys about a couple of experiences that I had. Um, uh, someone that is a well, I guess used to be someone I would call a friend said to me, like, you know, everybody knows I have this hashtag called um, either you're going to join the movement or watch the parade. Well, this is kind of the story behind that. Um, I'm always thinking of catchphrases and things that kind of brand and promote queen size. And it's either you're going to be a part of this movement, which is a positivity, creativity, encouragement, motivation, et cetera, or you got to be there and you're going to watch the movement happen. So um, someone told me, they said, um, either, no, 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 they told me, they said, well, I'm not going to join your movement. Or, you know, I guess we'll just sit here and watch the parade. So my, my point is whether you're in the movement, whether you join the movement, or you watch the parade, I wonder do that person realize that they're still going to be there. <laughs> regardless, regardless as to whether you are within someone's parameter or if you are going to, you know, stand on the sidelines or either truly hate, condescend, whatever it is that you want to do on the side, you're still going to be there because the revolution will not be televised. That's just the other truth. Um, don't be discouraged. I had a very inspiring um, inbox last night from a young lady who I will re- remain anonymous. 
Um, hopefully we can get her um, on the show very soon. But she was talking to me, and she was talking to me about how people are, like, coming at her, and her world is so full of chaos, and she has so much going on, and she has, you know, she's trying to move, make these positive moves and these positive steps and trying to do these things. And, and it's so, ne- so much negativity coming to her that people who she thought was on her team or thought that, you know, was her family are now against her. So I was talking to her, and I was saying, like, hey, you know, um, you know, I got your inbox, and I'm sorry that you're going through this, but this is what you need to do. And I want everyone out here to listen to this because there are major things that are happening in so many people's lives. There are things that are occurring in people's lives that go out to elevate them to the next level. You have to understand that, one, your dream is only for you. It's not for other people. And if don't get that support system from the people who were supporting you when you weren't as successful or you you weren't doing, you know, so much because they, maybe they thought maybe they didn't or they thought maybe that you are now competition now, don't worry about that. You have literally no time to worry about what other people are doing. And when you when you do that, you're taken away from your business branding. You you take away from um, the things that you have going on that are positive because you have to focus on building your brand, building your empire, surrounding yourself around people that are going to promote you. Don't worry about who is hating on you. Don't worry about who is against you, because reality is the person standing next to you could very well be the person that's against you. That's just a reality that we have to deal with in this business. This business is very fickle, and the business that I'm speaking of is the entertainment world. It is very fickle. It it bounces from here to there. You know, you have friends one moment. You have enemies the next. You know, then your friends again because of business. I mean, it, it just goes back and forth. So you have to know how to keep it, like, really in the middle of the road. So I'm saying all this to say this, to hear yees out there. If somebody doesn't want to join your movement, oh, well, let them watch the parade. Because, again, the revolution will not be televised. At least the clean revolution will not be televised, I will tell you that. So many awesome things. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you may have seen a flyer with your girl's face on it. Um, I, I don't know how it happened. It just happened. Um, I'm very appreciative that someone, you know, took uh, time to pay respect to the work that I do. Um, shout out to Dustbot Media. Oh, my goodness, like, Going crazy on Twitter right now. Like, people are hitting me up from everywhere. Ever since I've been here, people have been like, hey, I want to get on your show. I want to come on. I have never had to act or promote for a guest, not one time on this show. And I'm so grateful for that because people see that this is an awesome network, awesome show, and they want to be a part of it. Simple as that. People are just lined up, like, ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. So at the end of this month, ladies, I have something very, very special for you. Because there's been so much overcast being over of us all. If you're out there grinding, you're doing your thing, you're a boss in your, in your own industry, people are going to throw what they call shade. So what I'm going to do for you is, is that I'm going to have Boss Watch. Boss Watch is for ladies only. It's going to be women that are on their grind who not just have one way of making income, but they have multiple ways of making income. And these ladies are going to be the ones that are for you to watch, not just in 2016, 2017, but they are the ones for you to watch throughout the duration of the time that they are in business. Because when I say they're making major moves right now, People don't even see what's going on. I have a no, like a circle of women that are doing so many things. I had Boss Watch 1 on another um, network, 
and I was very successful. I had 13 ladies to come out and represent their brands. Boss Watch 2 is going to be even bigger than Boss Watch 1. We're going to elevate it a few levels because Queen is going to have some celebrities on giving their tips and advice on how to be a boss. So everything is definitely, 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 definitely in the making. So if somebody, again, somebody doesn't want to join your movement, tell them to watch the parade because the revolution simply will not be televised. Now, tonight, our guest, Ms. Nicole Lake Watson, she has been on. She's waiting. We're going to bring Nicole on. Nicole, are you there? Hey, Nicole. Hi. <laughs> How are you tonight? I'm doing fabulous. And you? I am awesome. I'm so glad to finally, this lady, when I tell y'all this is a busy lady, this lady is absolutely, like, slam-packed all the time. I'm so glad that I'm able to get you on the schedule because <laughs> we've been going back and forth um, with it. Um, everything is so well. So I want to do a little something with you. I know that you write. You're super cool and fun. So I want to know, like, what's on your mind, like, right now when it comes to relationships. Talk to me about I'm just going to throw some stuff out there, and I just want to see what you think about it. Um, now, how do you feel about the odd couple? Like, I know Tony Braxton and um, Birdman are now dating. Oh. <laughs> right, right, right. That's kind of weird, isn't it? That's more than just weird. It's like putting an ant and a caterpillar together, like, it just does not go. But what do you think that's about? Well, you know, everybody has their little sway, you know, where they, you know, they, they're with that perfect mate that for looks and, you know, all of that. And then eventually they bring, you know, they uh, branch out and get what they really want. Tony you know? <laughs> <laughs> may want to hug a bad boy, apparently. Right. Whoa, you whoa, know, we whoa, all whoa. have that little bit where we want that sort of that bad boy. I mean, I have plenty of friends, you know, they're very intelligent. You know, they got it going on, but they got that thug in their life. <laughs> and it works. Do you think the thugs are taking over? You don't see many good guys anymore. I, you don't. I mean, unfortunately, but I mean, the, just because they have that appearance as a thug doesn't mean that they aren't the guys. They just have a, a image that they have to uh, portray. That's right. You can't get caught up in appearances. Can't get caught up in appearances. Oh wow! So while we're talking about relationships, we're going to talk about some a new project that you have coming out. And that is your book that we were talking about at the Business Branding Expo that I'm really excited about coming out because it's something that it needs to be done. Like it needs to be heard and and people need to talk about it because people act like this situation is so new and it's really not new at all. So tell me about your book that you have that's coming out. It is titled Dear Friend. He said, she said, and it is about an affair. And in it, you get to hear from each side. The the uh, mistress gets to tell her little part. She gets to write her letters to the uh, the mistress, I call him, and uh, kind of, you know, tell him that she's missing him. She wants him. And then I bring the wife in to tell her little part. The wife comes in and kind of, I kind of, touch on her depression about how all of this got started and the little game that they had going on. And then I bring him in to tell his little part about how he feels and why he can't leave his wife and also why he's kind of sort of doesn't want to let her go either. Wow. I am so ready for this book to come out and read it because when it comes out, I want you to come back on the show because I definitely want to go in depth with this book. I'm going to get the book. I'm going to read the book. And we're going to do like a little book club on this because this is a very trending topic right now. Um, it's called Side Pieces. 
um, and, and they give the woman such a negative connotation when it's two people that's in the relationship, whether it's right or wrong or however you feel about it morally, it's two people that's in that situation. So with the two people there, you know, it, it, it's like anything can happen. Do you think that love can be found in that type of relationship? Ooh, I think so, but you know, once a, a, a guy told me you can't love two people, but I, I mean, I, I disagree. <laughs> you love two people at one time? I mean, I, I disagree. I, I think you can. You just don't love them the same. Oh, I see. I see. Well, I mean, wouldn't somebody get jealous? Of course, somebody's gonna be jealous. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a no-brainer right there, you know, because somebody's going to be, and they're not going to be jealous. They're going to be mad and ready to kill somebody. <laughs> so how do Mormons do it, you think? I don't, well, I don't know. I know I could do it. I, I just could not see myself. I'm a very territorial woman. Like, I, I'm from the South. That's how we raised, you know, that's your woman, that's your man. You don't cross-contaminate, you don't do all of that. Um, I just, I really could not, couldn't see it. I'm really excited about this book coming out because it's great. And it is something that people have been talking about like forever, like it's a it's a conversation that nobody can stop having. Why is right. that? Why is this conversation always a conversation to have? Because it's never going to end. I mean, they people have been having affairs ever ever since the beginning of time. I mean, it it just isn't going to end. Wow, wow, wow! I mean, wow. We can, I don't want to be too personal, but. I don't want to get too personal, but do you have any experience? You just said you didn't want to get too personal now. That's <laughs> true. Well, you know, I have to ask the questions that people want to know. Uh, yeah, people want to know, and I am not ashamed. I've been on both sides. Oh, we're going to say this. We're going to say, we're going to stop it right there. And we're going to say this for when the book drops. And we're going to talk about that because we are really going to talk about it, because um, I, I could I feel you. You know, I definitely can feel you. I'm gonna do. We're gonna do an expose. I'm gonna tell you my. We're gonna really have a sit down about it, and and it's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> see, if if I get too personal, I'm gonna get personal too. So that's all unfair, right? <laughs> that's right. So if you guys are listening, y'all know the number is 347-202-0389. Press the number one to come in to talk to the authoress herself, Ms. Nicole Lake Watson. We're going to come back. We're going to go to a music break and come back with Nicole, and we're going to talk about her current book that she has out called God, Please Save Me. Please save me, because trust me, Queen needs it. But right now, we're going to have Young ENT Love versus Lust. <laughs> We coming full circle, never meaning to hurt you Maybe I don't deserve you cause I don't know how to love you But I know how to please you Does that classify as equal to the feeling you get? Having you on pins and needles You don't wanna pretend, but you don't want this to end So every time we fall apart, we back at it again Yes, I've been playing my part Ducking and dodging Cupid My chest, I bulletproofed it So he could never shoot me Even though we exclusive to some type of commitment You thinking Mary J Loving without a limit I'm thinking far away Mind changing every minute What if we get ourselves into something we can never finish Listen 
you accepting the lust, but you're praying for love. What if love ain't enough and your feelings get crushed? When the going gets tough, tell me who can you trust? You accepting the lust, but you're praying for love. What if love ain't enough and your feelings get crushed? When the going gets tough, tell me who can you trust? You accepting the lust, but you're praying for love. What if love ain't enough? What if love ain't enough? Listen to our friends, but they know nothing about us. Always fussing and fighting. I think they need some counseling. And she always around them. All the madness surrounds her. Cry me a river of tears with potential to drown her. Or maybe gasoline dreams which could start a fire. You light the match, walk away and watch the flames get higher. Never knowing the consequences of compulsive liars. We keep on running through this maze until we both get tired. Maybe I'm wired someone different than you used to being. Maybe you played the field so much you got so used to cheating. What are we doing if we chilling? Then we must be creeping. Shadow boxing in silhouette, so nobody's seeing. Nobody's perfect, baby, contrary to your believing. If I can't give it to you straight, then I'm better off leaving. Say what you feel, if it's real, then that's how it's gonna be. Without trust, that's no us. Saying true is a must. Uh, you accepting the lust, but you're praying for love. What if love ain't enough and your feelings get crushed? When the going gets tough, tell me who can you trust? You accepting the lust, but you're praying for love. What if love ain't enough and your feelings get crushed? When the going gets tough, tell me who can you trust? You accepting the lust, but you're praying for love. What if love ain't enough? What if love ain't enough? What if love ain't enough, baby? That's love and lust. Young ENT, straight out of Montgomery, Alabama. That's right, y'all, Montgomery, Alabama. Love that song. Very, very nice beat. Everything, you know, the lyrics are great. Awesome music. Thank you for joining us back here on Queen's Side, which is out. And we are with Nicole Lake Watson, author of Dear God, Save me. Nicole. Mm-hmm. Now, the book, Dear God Save Me, the, the title itself speaks volumes to someone picking up a book. When, I, when we first met, we met at a um, a book expo um, where right. you were promoting your book um, in, in Tuscaloosa. Um, very nice, big event. And I saw the title of this book, and I go, whoa, that is profound. <laughs> Tell me what the title means to you. Wow. Um, there was a time I didn't believe. I felt it was selfish to, like, pray for myself. But I found myself just really, just re- really needing something extra and I realized calling on God, even though I had done it all my life, I realized he was the answer. And I realized that I truly needed to be saved. What was wrong with you just praying for yourself? What did you see that was wrong in that? What type of prayers would you have? I mean, it wasn't like, you know, anything bad. It just, I just always felt like if I was sick or this and that, I just felt like, I should pray for others instead of myself. Mm. So you basically were the person that would put yourself last. Right. And you would be the one really in torment and hurting, but you would always be the one out doing for someone else. Right. A lot of people would look at that like, you know, that's a good person. That's what you're supposed to do. Tell me how you feel about that perspective now as far as how you balance um, being out helping other people but finding some room for yourself. Well, I, I still believe in helping other people, but right, and now I also realize how selfish I was, to, you know, against, I'm going to say against myself that I didn't take the time out for myself to actually pray for myself, to pray healing over myself. It, it, was, it, it was a good thing that I did, you know, being able But at the same time, I was allowing myself to continue to be buried in my own pain and on my own torment and 
to be to get lost in it. But now that I realize, okay, I have to pray for myself. So I'm going to pray myself so that I won't be lost, that I won't be buried among, among the, the stones that I've created for myself because there, there is a way out of it. Right. You can get, and I, and I definitely can relate to that, getting lost in pain. In fact, you become so consumed with the fact that you're in this pain, that you're hurting so bad. You you get so consumed with the actual pain that you forget about the medicine. Right. Right. And you you see that as, as being selfish to yourself. Right. How how long tell us about your experiences with this. How long did you go through like a series of depression or was there something that, you know, that you went through an experience that you went through that said, hey, you know, I have to share this with the world? Um, I suffer from endometriosis. And that is a very painful condition. A lot of people don't real don't realize how much, how sick people who who uh who have it are. And you're walking around in pain all of the time and trying to get pregnant and not being able to it hurts. And, yes, it, you know, even though you don't think you're depressed, you are depressed. So I I realized that, you know, the medicine doesn't work, didn't work for me. So I realized, okay, I needed something extra. So all those times that I was walking around and I was sick, I realized it wasn't me walking around. It was God carrying me, giving me the strength to go on. Because as I would go to the doctor, walking around like that, I was so anemic. They didn't even know what was wrong with me. <clears throat> and, you know, the, and the nurse was like, are you hurting? Are you lightheaded? I'm like, no, I'm fine. But my body had compensated for that. Wow. Wow. Did you ever, I know sometimes we go through storms like that. And, and again, I can relate um, to what you're talking about. I can completely relate um, did you ever go to a period where you blame God for what you were going through? Oh yeah, I you know I blame God, I blame myself. I'm like I must have been such a hard, you know I was so horrible, and then you know um I was thinking like I'm just a horrible person, you know it must He must be punishing me. But then I you know I got to the point like why, why God, why me? And, and what then, you know, came up with? Well, you know, one day, I'm going to tell you, and it may sound crazy to somebody, I was lying in bed, I was standing, laying there in my little depressive state, and I was crying. I'm like, God, why me, why me? And I heard a voice, and it said, why not you? Who else can be able to tell the story? Now, tell me about that experience that you that you went through when, when you said that you heard a voice, that you were talking. I don't think it's crazy at all. Um because different things come in different times, but you're, you're sitting there and you're going through this pain, this physical pain, which leads to emotional pain, which leads to a void, and you're looking for relief in so many places, and finally it comes to you. Describe to me how you felt at that very moment. Oof. I was, at first, I was scared because I was laying in that bed by myself in that dark room. <laughs> I heard the voice, and I sat, you know, and I sat up, and I'm like, "What?" And it, and it said again, "Why not you? Who be, who who's better to tell the story?" And so, I, you know, immediately I got up, I opened my windows up, and I never closed. I never did that again. I do not lay around in my house with my all day long with my blinds and my curtains closed up. It got me up and it got me to move and it got me to live and it got me to get over, not really to get over it, but to push past that. Do you think that was the incident that made you want to write this book? Well, I've always, I've, I've always written. I, um, I don't know if it was that particular thing. You know, I've had so many surgeries and to the point that I was just, I, I just got tired of, uh, tired of having surgeries. So I don't know exactly what point, you know, got me to this to dig God save me, but 
it was a blessing to me just to write the book as I was writing. It was just like healing. I can feel it. I definitely can relate and understand um, how you feel. Last year, 2015, I had um, multiple um, tumors that were in one of them was um, 15 pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. And I had, they they told me, you know, at first they said, well, I would never have any children. So I kind of geared my life toward not having any kids. And um, then I got, ended up getting pregnant. Um, with my oldest child, and then I got pregnant again, and then oh, that's when it was worse. You know, it was like on the tumors and stuff, so I had to go through that and and go through the surgery. And when um, I had the surgery, I regretted it because I can no longer. I'm in menopause right now, so right. I can no longer, you know, have children. And it was very difficult for me to go through um, that period in my life because I felt like I wouldn't be wanted by anyone. You know, how can I get married? And nobody wants mm-hmm. to marry, you know, somebody that can't give them children and go through all that experience. How did you feel? You Do you have children? No, not no children of my own. I take care of children, but I don't have my own. That's a blessing. That that is definitely you are a blessing. Um, how does it make you feel that that you can't have you come to terms with it, or is it something that you you know you still yearn for? Well, pretty much I've come to terms with it. Every blue moon, you know, it may be something you know, like oh man, I wish you know, but then I'm like. I have to remember to stop and praise God for the experience he has given me to be a parent and to, you know, just to love that and appreciate that and and be thankful. Right, because there is some child out there that you are caring for that one day is going to be so grateful and appreciative just because of who you are and what you've done. And and to me, that, that's just an amazing thing. I say this all the time. There are women out there that have children that should not. Right. They could have, they could have 20, 30, like, little puppies, they have them. You know, I mean, <laughs> they just they spin them out every, every other, you know. And it angers me because there are women that actually want children that would rear them and take care of them the way they should, and they cannot have them. Right. You know, we can't physically have them. Um, so I was like really looking at your story and, and listening to you talk and I was like, Man, you know, I was there. You know, it it was like, you know, cancer, you know, I went through the chemo for them to shrink them and that didn't work. Um it seemed like it just it did an adverse, like it just it made them increase even more wow. and all the time. Um, you know, cycles you know, all year round, you know, none stopped, you know, went through anemia, you know, stuff like that. And you do go through a period of depression. And depression is something I want to talk about that. Depression is something real. There's a lot of people that don't believe that depression is real. What is your experience with it? and, And what advice do you have for those out there that are going through it? Well, you know, I didn't have to um, go to counseling. But many people do. Many people need to. They, you know, a lot of times we want to, we'll go close off, you know. We'll close off into that dark room and we don't want to be bothered and, you know, and stuff, you know, stuff of that sort. But we need to get out. That The, the healing is in being able to be around people. The, you know, being able to get around the things that upset you. That's how you get over it. That how, that's how you get through it, you know. We can't close ourselves off. I want to, you know, because having endometriosis, I was sick all the time, so I missed a lot of events. But then I realized, you know, I started getting out, and I started to feel better, even though I was sick a lot. Still push myself to get out and do some things. And then after, you know, so many surgeries, I realized, okay, I got to get out. I have to get out. You know, I can't just, you know, sit in this house because, you know, that's all I want to do because it makes you shame when you're sick. You know, and, and and nobody understands. And you know, and not having children, I've had so many people say such ugly things to me. You know, like because what? of the fact. 
Like, what, what yeah. do they say? Things you know, like that. <laughs> I've had people, you know, one girl tell me, you know, which we were in church, and she pretty much got cussed out in church, um, that you need to have your own children. You need to leave other folks' children alone as if I was taking people's kids. I'm like, you know, and, uh, you know, of course, I, I went, uh, you know, but, and then, you know, other people have said, well, God knows, you know, who to give children to. And, you know, it really was hurt. It was hurtful because, you know, they didn't understand and then, you know, and I asked the girl, I asked one of them, I was like, yeah, two teenagers who are throwing, flushing their kids down the toilet and throwing them in the trash. Right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, people don't understand. So, you know, and I've realized as I've aged, you know, that, you know, you sometimes you just have to kind of smile and go on. There's no need to be upset because they don't know. Right. Not everyone is compassionate for your cause. That is the truth. That is so the truth. That is so the truth. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing to me how people will smile at you, pray for you, and then bash you all in the same sentence. Right. <laughs> I want to I see you do good. I want to see you. But then they, you know, saying things like that, which are totally inappropriate things to say to anybody at any given point in time, because you don't know what's going to trigger them off. You don't know what's going to set that depression off. You don't know what's going to put them in that place. Depression is something that is a real disease. It, it occurs. It happens. Some people can pull themselves out of it. By themselves, some people can pull themselves out of peer. Some people need medication. Some people need counseling. Some people need, you know, supervision. Some people need that. But right. I want to bring a lot of light to depression because it is so pushed under the rug as far as what needs to be, you know, acceptable about it. Like people don't believe, oh, you know, you can get over that. What you can get over not necessarily means is what I can get over. Because it could be just that one thing, like you said, like they, it could be just that one thing that just sticks your emotion. Right. And you go through a period of anger. Oh, yeah. Hurt, regret, mm-hmm. and then the depression there is all down here from there. Right. And I can speak on that because that is something that I, you know, had to go through and then, you know, the hormonal imbalance, the menopause, you know, I'm up up some days, down some days, and, you know, the lupus is is taking over. So now I'm just like, you know, it's day-by-day case, but we don't stop. Right. I think that is something that people need to see that, yes, I'm going through this. Like a lot of people don't know until I just said it now that I go through those things and, and the things that you have gone through. A lot of people don't know what we do in our secret closet. Where is your secret place? Woo, you know what? Lately here I have my whole house to myself during the daytime. So I, I'm all over the house. I'm dancing around up in here praising and praying and singing. And so, I, you know, I don't have the, just that place. I have a whole place. Oh, now that would be wonderful. Unfortunately, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that. I have pitter pat of little feet, so I don't have that. How how did you, you said that you didn't have to go have therapy or anything for your depression. How did you get yourself out of it? How did you motivate yourself to just keep going? And what do you do? Like, what is your good point where you if you feel yourself going down that slope, how do you pull yourself back? Well, when I feel myself going down, I start to pray. I, you know, I pray over myself. I, you know, you know, I like to tell them, I said, devil, you can get on because you, you're not going to control me that way. Because I don't believe in just being a victim. I believe in being a conqueror. We enter our the stages of survival. But you have to get past survival because when you're surviving, you're just doing your comfort, right. you're able to tell it and say, no, you can't have me today. Right. You definitely so. have a power in your train of thought, a power in your voice, a power in your being to control certain things. Right. right. What advice 
do you give those persons that are out there, somebody that's going through endometriosis, which is a very, you know, serious um, disease and and complication that that goes through that. So many women are affected by that yearly, um, and it's best to detect it at an early time. If you don't go get a physical, you need to do that um, just to make sure that you're okay what, what advice would you give those women that are going through exactly what you're going through with the pain and the, and the you know, wanting to have um, children of their own? Um, what, what advice do you give them? What can you say to motivate them right now? Talk about it. The biggest thing, what hurts us the most is that we don't talk about it because it's a big secret. We don't want anyone to know that we are sick. We don't want anyone to know that we're in so much pain, faking it. Talk mm. about it. Tell somebody. And even if they don't understand, tell somebody because there's going to be somebody that's compassionate for your cause, even if there's just one person who can relate to what you're saying or how you are feeling. Talk. Have you ever been faking it and got caught? Say <laughs> what now? Have you ever been faking it and got caught? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I... <laughs> okay. Say, yeah, have you? I guess that's yeah. on all levels. Faking like you're okay or you're not sick, but then somebody sees that, hey, something's wrong. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I said, when you first asked, you know, I thought you had went back to early. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet, Nicole. Not yet. We're going to save that for when the book comes out because I'm getting the expose on that. I am getting the extra exclusive on that. Yes, yes, yes. No. I, okay. I say that because um, I, was, I was going, I don't know where I was. I was out. And I got out the car, and I'm walking, and I started to feel real dizzy, like mm. really, really dizzy. And I and I have this incredible like mind control, so I'm like I'm walking, and I'm like, okay, my body, listen to me, okay, we, we're not gonna fall because that's not cute. That's right. today. Can't fall. So. We got to keep it in the road. Like, I'm, like, really coaching myself to the door, like, trying to coach myself to the door. This lady was behind me, and she said, ma'am, are you okay? And I just held on to the wall for a minute, and I said, yes, I'm fine. She said, are you sure? And I was like, I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm just I said, I'm not drunk, I promise. I'm just a little dizzy, that's all. And she was like, you need to sit down. You need to see a doctor. And I'm like, okay. And I think that is the reason why we don't they really tell anybody because we really don't want all of that coddling and all of that babying and all that attention because it's already enough that we have to deal with right. so much anyway. So have you ever been caught? Right, I have. You know, and the other thing, we don't want. But um, I have been caught. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I have been caught. I actually uh, worked as a respiratory therapist for 12 years. In the beginning, before I had my first surgery, I was in pain all of the time. And uh, I was going to one of my patients' rooms, and I was just sick. I felt so bad, but I was going to make it through the night because I worked night shifts then. I was going to work, make it through the night, and I went to her room, and as I entered her room, she said, baby, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm fine. She said, no, something's wrong. I'm like, I'm okay. And she's like, you're sick. And I'm like, well, you know what? I am feeling kind of bad. She said, you don't, she said, because you're not smiling, you're not laughing. She said, I know you're sick. She said, you need to go home. And I never called in. I never left work. And I, I, and I, I almost passed out of her room. And one of the nurses came in. I sat down on the end of her chair. She said, you are sick. Go home. That was the, that my patient said. So you know what? I think I will go home. That was the first time I ever left work to go home. 
from being a queen? Because it gets to be overwhelming to where you like one is embarrassing that people have caught you because you've been holding together so long, and then yeah. <laughs> and then once you're caught, you're like, okay, I got a choice: either I'm gonna act super tough and pass out, or I'm just gonna go ahead and go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. And then it's like one of the two, like, oh wow it's just people don't understand what what those go through that have certain illnesses that they just don't know the things that we have to endure and that we keep pushing and we keep going and, and you, you could look at us and be like, Oh, they're healthy, they're fine, they don't like anything's wrong you know, with them and, and stuff like that and you know, it's it's just amazing how you you went through this, you wrote this story about, you know, God saved me because you knew that you needed someone to save you from yourself. Right. right. <laughs> Literally from yourself. Because you 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 say, you know, hey, you know, I was I was doing so much for everybody else. I wasn't taking care of me. I, I you know, we sometimes get into a pattern to where we will, you know, because women were caregivers by nature, right? So we're gonna take care of everything that we love, everyone that we love and care about, um, every project, church, work, school, whatever. We're going to make sure it's done, it's done right, because that's just the woman's way. That's how we do. And we often forget about ourselves. I want to ask you about this. I was looking at um, some videos, and I saw Jay, uh, Jada Pickett Smith, and she said this, and I thought this was very interesting, and it started to make me think. She said, you know, I make sure that I take care of me first in my household. Right. And it started a frenzy on social media because people was like, how are you going to be married and you got a husband and you got kids and you take care of yourself first and you don't take care of your, your kids and, 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 and you just leave it out. Like, I mean, people were like really bashing her. But they didn't listen to the whole video, Nicole. They didn't listen to it all because she was saying what she was saying was, if I don't take care of myself, I have nothing to give my family. That is so true. Now, everywhere I go, how do I see you um, with your husband? Your husband has been, um, he looks to be a very good support system. How instrumental has he been in this movement that you're doing with your books? Oh, goodness. He is awesome. <laughs> he has been so awesome. I tell you, when I uh, was at the first book signing in April when I first met you, and he was, you know, I left the table to take pictures. And I was standing afar, and then I saw someone go to the table. But by the time I made it there, he was telling them about the book, and I was just, I was amazed that he he was he had actually listened. He, I mean, it, it took on me because he's amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. I call you guys the power couple because it's very important that you have a mate. But then I just love to see that. I love to see couples working together. I mean, he doesn't even have to be involved into the project, but he's there because he's supporting you and he wants to be there. And he's like, hey, you know, you know, get this book and, and you know, it's good. And that is just such a warm feeling. I just really love to see that. So you guys are like one of my favorite couples now because I love to see the grind. I feel like the grind should be together. Tell right. everybody where to get this book, Nicole. Say what now? Tell everyone where they can get your book. Well, they can order it from me uh, and get a signed copy from blessedtoinspire.org. They can get the book on Amazon. They can get it on Books a Million um, and Barnes and & Noble. It's an awesome book. They're going to love it. I mean, and that isn't my only one. These are my only book. The first book is called You, and it's about love and heartbreak as well. 
Dear God, save oh, me. yes, you. Yes, I saw that at the at the Brandon Expo that you had that out. You, yes, definitely get right because you have a very definitive perspective. You you speak from the heart. You write from the heart, and it is an emotional book. Um, oh, that you have. I, I just, you know, I'm very appreciative that you were able to come on finally, able to get you on. So, like, we've been, like, three minutes, and I'm like, okay, I got to get you on, like, now. <laughs> I'm, like, pushing on, I'm, like, pushing everybody. I'm like, hey, look, you're going to be on <laughs> on this date, <laughs> so make sure you're available, because I just could not let June get out before I, I I had this interview with you. I'm really excited about the things. What events or any kind of expos you have coming up? Well, I um, you know, I've joined the paparazzi jewelry team as well, so I'm doing that, and I Whoa. am loving it. <laughs> yes. What is your site for the paparazzi? Because I am a paparazzi fan. I use paparazzi jewelry for all of my photo shoots. So oh, we definitely don't have to commit. Yes, yes. And you see how I'm out everywhere doing stuff. So all of my jewelry is from paparazzi. That's the only jewelry that I use is, is that. So, it, you know, let me know. We'll we get together and do some, some promoing and stuff for your site. But I'm a, I'm definitely a fan of paparazzi. Definitely, y'all. Five dollars. Everything is five dollars, and it's nice stuff, like really nice statement pieces and rings and bracelets and all kinds of stuff. That's just really really cool and neat. It really is. It's nice. See, and I already look. I didn't already brand it. <laughs> I already brand it too. <laughs> I am enjoying. Say what now? Say what you say? I am enjoying selling the paparazzi jewelry. My ID is four nine two eight one for anyone who wants to order some jewelry from paparazziaccessories dot com. Hey, y'all heard it four nine eight two one. That's my girl Nicole Lay Watson. Make sure you all check her out for paparazzi five dollar jewelry. Also, make sure you go on all the medias, especially Amazon. You go on Amazon, make sure you write a uh, review for her book, Dear God, Save Me, and we're going to be waiting on the infamous He Said, She Said book to come out and be waiting on it, and it's going to be going down right here on Queen Size. Trust me on that. Thank you so very much for coming on and getting absolutely personal with us. Anything you want to No, I, I just thank you. Um, I thank everyone for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. Now we're going to go to a really brief music break, and we're going to listen to Games We Play by Prince Tone. It's supposed to be a new man, huh? Told him I was just a friend, huh? Too caught up in the wrong bed, huh? Trying to be mad, too hard to get through. Telling him that I ignored you. Make it all alone, staring at the phone. Cause he don't do the things that I used to. See my videos on YouTube. Like these silly songs gonna press you. When you're feeling down, nigga, need to smile to my playlist you turn to. Memories you burn through. Every time you said that I scorned you. Like you in my playing next to me. Like all that you said never meant to thing, huh? I know what you like, and I got what you need. So baby, turn your phone off. Tonight is you and me. Girl, we don't need the lights on the plane again. We play. I know 
stops to the neighbors calling about the shaking wall, then the ceiling's falling. No mind games, I ain't into that. You gon' get what you deserve, hope you into that. Cause when it's said and done, no we intimate between bed rock, and we gon' need a sack. I'ma work you out like you need a sweat. No keys, baby, but the keys is next. No heat, baby, got received in that. So then we turn them out, instead of flame for sex. We'll turn about, I ain't call it track. I'ma turn you out, better get you wet. And when you're on the ground, give me rap. It's all life, it's all right, cause that boy the best. Yeah, I know what you like. And I got what you need So baby, turn your phone off Tonight is you and me
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.